Now I'm politicking with the homie poet, Poe Politicking. Self-help meets hip-hop. That's fucking beautiful. What up, Poe? What up, DJ Period? Just two black brothers. I see y'all out there doing what y'all do, preserving the hip-hop culture and introducing the future stars. Keep shining, kings. Real and recognize real. Love is love. Salute. Yeah. PoePolitikin.com This is Deuce Ellis We're on the PoePolitikin podcast. Rocking heavy. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Lock in. Let's get motivated and let's level up. Peace. Let me spark the lies so we can get so high that we can touch the skies. We done came from the love. I done took some time, took the doubt out of my mind. Had to polish my grind, had to master my flow. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? Which way do we go? Which way do we go? Yo, the difference of you and I, you see, you move for notoriety I move cause I'm in tune with the universe and she's guiding me I'm planted in the planet like papaya seeds, which means I'm crowded I was never allowed allowance miles, well that's why I got some money I'd say I found it, shit I was grinding like tectonic place in mountains Mindful of my surroundings back when Deuce would visit his grandmother Up in the summer, up on Andover I was just scheming up on the come up Thinking I could really take the game over without a plan Get the bars correct, I guarantee niggas I have a fan in my own head, that'd give me the horsepower like low heads To run the roads of the game, even if I had no tread on my tires Reality shot me like live wires But every time my dreams killed, I'm back like Mike Myers With the butcher knife, I'm impaling my targets righteously It's first class to the plane crash, hop on this flight with me Get so high that we could touch the skies. We done came from the low. I done took some time, took the doubt out of my mind. Had to polish my grind, had to master my flow. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? 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 Yo, real talk, we do this for the brothers because we came up from the mud, man. Fuck the others. Skis heard my first verse And we only get better if y'all it only gets worse uh, This that blue ribbon shit Flows unlimited Beautiful, intricate, vintage But reinvented and living as if we got cheat codes And we just entered them Laughing and stacking off beat crafting and pimping shit Smashing on ops Silly enough to think they hitting us Big boy table over here You cannot sit with us Beautiful women in the room they never spinning ya Please do not alter my mood I get sinister I just wanna eat vegan food And roll my spinach up Fast cars, good books And keep my body chiseled up Kombucha, sipper, supporter of black business ROI from MSI, my favorite initials Initiate deals, smiling in all my pictures Bad motherfucker, collect my wealth and my riches Put cold classic sneakers on all of my bitches And now yours want some too You know Let what this is the lies, The kid vicious that we could touch the skies, we done came from the low. I done took some time, took the doubt out of my mind. Had to polish my grind, had to master my flow. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? Go, go from here. Which way do we go? Which way do we go? Which way do we go? Which way do we go?
Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Amazon. Uh, where else we at? We're on Spotify, Apple Music. Type in PolPolitik and listen to some of our interviews since 2008. One, two, one, two, and play hey. with Deuce Ellis. Deuce Ellis, how you doing? Peace, peace. Another day in paradise, man. Thank you for having me on the PolPolitikin podcast. Feels man, good. Feels good. No doubt, man. I'm thinking about the Cowboys. I was about to say Elliot. Ah, yeah, uh, ah. Yo, Bills won yesterday. You know, shout out to Buffalo kids. Man, I like the Bills. on, my guy? I'm smoking on, uh, shit, this is Old Family Purple. Ooh, okay, okay. I just be getting them. Uh, I get them off the name now. <laughs> I just, it sounds good. What you smoking on? Uh, I got some, some Orange Crush and then some Strawberry Moon Rocks crushed into it. And I've been eating these edibles all fucking day. I, I should stop. <laughs> this right here is called Gucci OG. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. yeah we in the smokers club, man. I'm trying a little bit, man. Got my little lighter, so I'll be trying. Now I'm gonna save the bills, man. They good, but I got their defense on my fantasy team, so they gotta step that shit up. <laughs> yeah, my pop bills, I got, I got uh, the Bills defense and I got old boy uh pop Poyer. Jordan Poirier or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like okay. Bills. I, don't, I mean, and then old boy even balling out now. Oh, and I got, uh, he got hurt though, but uh, Brown. I got Brown too. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. You will be a fantasy team. You want for the Bills this year too. I guess, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan fan of the Bills, but shit. I wanted them to win back in the day. I got tired of them losing all them back to backs like that. <laughs> I was like, they we always, man. Man, I was trying to. I was, I was hoping the conversation didn't steer that way. I was about to steer. <laughs> I'm just saying how yeah. that, that was a squad. Nah, a Look at that squad thing. now. That was a squad. Yeah, yeah. Yo, why are we watching the NBA Finals damn near October, man? But it's it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna yeah. be a good one. I'm just enjoying this this period of time right now because. One day it's gonna go back to normal. Then we're gonna be sitting there crying. Man, we're gonna be like, oh shit, I remember when we used to be in the house all day chilling, smoking weed, watching the games. Now, then when we go back to normal, like, oh man. So I'm I'm enjoying life, man. It's just, just it's weird, but I'm just taking it all in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I wanted you to talk about uh what's your hometown, where you from? Then you from New York. All right, I was born in Buffalo. I was raised in Brooklyn, and I spent my whole life between the two. So I, I always got love for both, playing both. I'm in Brooklyn right now at the Co Classes Compound. Um, this is where we, you know, set up the business and, and decided to try and grow and elevate and start, you know, getting locations. But man, I claim both. So yeah, did I see you? Seven one eight seven one six. I see you produce, rap, and play guitar. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's been a journey, man. I started out just um, I want to say just rapping, but I rapped and and toured and did like the DIY like tours and we done crashed couches, tore up hotel rooms across the country, booked you know hundreds hundreds of of our own shows, my own shows, and as as you progress as an artist, you know you're always trying to grow, and at some point production just seemed like a way that I could really express the music and then after producing for a bit somebody gave me a broken guitar and at the same time i don't know if you can see it back there papa Wu gifted me uh, one of riz's old keyboards and so i took like 
lessons in piano and, and lessons in guitar and I fell in love with guitar and I was like, man, I want to add this to my music. Like, and I just thought it'd be so rap as like a black dude, if I was like on stage in like a pair of Jordans shredding on guitar, like what would that do for like young black kids in terms of what they thought was like, pop? especially if I like brought it to rap and I made it cool and like, or at the end of like a fly 16, you heard like a guitar solo go off. Like, you know what I mean? Just some, See, some different shit. That's the thing too. Like, shit, it's ours anyway. We just don't know it's ours because the greatest guitarist is who? Hendrix? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just forget. And you, you got to think. So as, a, as I'm like studying this instrument and, and I'm studying the history of music, you realize like the guitar is an instrument that wasn't even cool until niggas made it cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you got Sister Rosetta and you got Chuck Berry who done picked up the guitar and made it look sexy, made it look exciting. And then, and then you know, they go on and they sell millions and millions of guitars after that. But just capturing that spirit, like I seen it. I seen it and I seen it was a lane and it was something I was in love with and probably always too scared. Cause you know, like as a kid, especially coming from like places like we come from, you say you want to play guitar, you're like, why you do that? That's white people shit. And I, you know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to break past whatever barrier, because I was just in my mind, right? Ain't no one stopping me at the end. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not. We just don't know. Shit, BB King. Shit. Yeah, we just don't know. We just think that shit. Albert King. Yeah, I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, can you, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, can you, uh, go back? What would you say your earliest? age of, of music when you first remember music you got introduced to music how old were you where were you at listen of course if you ask my family i've i've been a, like drawn to this since before they understood like my grandma told the story i was like two years old and the church had a talent show and we're calling people up to like do their talents and i like maybe i'll see however you old you can like first walk and i like ran up like yo i'm gonna go to the stage and do some shit and I ain't had, you know what I mean? So like, it's always been a draw. Um, you know, my mom was a single mom when I was young. And so I remember she'd be gone and she'd come back and I'd be like three, four years old and had made like some songs and some performances for like when she came back. So it's mm -hmm. been like innate, innate. But then as like a career, you know, I got kicked out of high school. And as soon as I was kicked out of high school and, you know, I was like on my own, like 16, 17, I was like, yo, I want to do this and I want to own it too. You know what I mean? Like, so I always done independent and, you know, then turned down some situations because it meant that I would give up more than I keep. So forever, man, as, as far as I could say, but then like career wise, probably like the last 10 years, like really being like, I want to build this, I want to build something sustainable and, and to a vision that like keeps the integrity, it grows the art, contributes to music at the end of the day. And so, yeah. Then uh, who would you say your biggest influences are? That's always a tough question, man. There's so much, you know what I mean? It takes a village. Uh, the first things that come to mind always is Biggie, Jay-Z and Nas. Um, Growing up in New York, I was like five years old and heard Nas is One Love in the cab. And I knew that that was like my favorite rapper. It's been my favorite rapper since. But, um, you know, just the, the culture of great hip hop. And then beyond that, every year, like, find some new thing that, like, drives you crazy and you dive into. Like, over the past 
three to four years, I say one of the greatest influences has definitely been Fela Kuti uh, from Nigeria. And just his approach, the way that he built his own little empire, you know what I'm saying? Like, off, and, it, and it wasn't, it was music, it was his philosophy, it was, it was the way he was playing, it was the way he was bringing people together. It was his desire to liberate his people. You know what I mean? Because if you can liberate the people mind, they'll start to get free on their own. Mm. Right. So uh Fela's music really like man, that shit fucked me up. I'm not gonna like when I heard the story behind it and then I could I, I understand the music and, and the drive behind the lyrics and like there's times where like, you know, he's he's built his own city within a city and, and promoting a certain lifestyle and then the Nigerian government don't like that and they come in and they raid his compound, they kill his moms. They try and stop him from making music and he come back out and he keep creating and, and keep putting on shows and you know what I mean? Like keep selling records and, and he owned his his you know what I mean, he owned all his shit. So like he getting paid and he taking that money and he you know what I mean, building a world for himself and, and educating people. It was it was just dope. So I say like and that's been a major influence. Like oh it's been a few years. It's been a few What's years. His name again? Fela, F E L A. Uh, K-U-T-I. But, and, and like, right now, I know there's like a, oh, you know, Broadway shut down, but there was like a Broadway musical that kind of gave a show. And I, I know there's something on Netflix that um really tells a story and is dope. I'm pretty sure that's, that joint's still up on Netflix. Uh, and then, you know, there's other YouTube documentaries. So definitely Fela. Uh, shout out to the, the godfather, James Brown. Like, if you, if you want to understand where, like, hip-hop came from, or, like, the the history of black music and, and even fucking American pop music, American music period, James Brown. It all started with it end at James Brown. Like he put music on the one. Like, let's just like he changed the time of music. He changed time, literally. Um and I read I read James McBride's book about uh James Brown. And it was just just, you know what I mean, get trying to get into that spirit, trying to understand like what the fuck was he cooking with? You know what I'm saying? Like, because <laughs> it was the it was the funk. You know what I'm like, he was like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, he tapped into like the how you feel when you in the black church. He tapped into how you feel when you at the barbecue. He tapped into the the barbershop. Feel, you know what I mean? Like all those things that was that was deep. So there's that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and get my bro Camouflage Monk a shout out. He's just here kicking it with me. And in terms of influences in this space, and, and that's the future, I don't think there's nobody more influential. I think that's the like hardest working, most innovative dude, like putting in work and really already changed the game, but probably gonna change the game a few more times over before it's set and done. So yeah, that's that's influences. And then I could go on, man. I love, you know what I mean? When you, when you love your craft and, and you put in work every day, that, that'd be like asking like, you know, LeBron, like what what his influence is for basketball is, he probably studying whoever great that he ain't studying. At the moment, that, you know yeah. what I mean? You always find somebody. You know what I mean? Like, let me go back and watch Wilt and watch Wilt work. But I could still watch. I could watch Jordan for a month, like highlights and 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 dissecting his game, and then I could watch Kobe. So like, it's it's always just I love this shit, man. I love every aspect of this shit. Then what would you say your story is as a as an MC? Like, what do you try to get across in your music? Um, right now my music, um, lifestyle. Yeah, you know I mean, like ownership, 
an entrepreneurial spirit. Kind of, kind of like like what you do with the self help in terms of like giving people that game, giving people that motivation. Um, that's really the the heart of my music. Like I, I just did the Shape Forty Five freestyle, and it really set for me kind of where I wanted to represent musically. And it was like one of one of my shorties went and started a business, tested me the image, thanked me for the inspiration, told me I'm the reason she did it. That's the energy I'm on. Let me know if you with it. So like, it's that, it's like, you know what I mean? Like when there's people in my life and like my energy help them go start a business, go level up, go follow their hustle. That's, that's what this music should do. And it should be like, you know, just the highest level of music, the highest level of art, um, you know, and, and, and every time. So like, it's, it's about love at the end of the day. Like if you, if you, if you take no other word from what I do, take love. So how would you describe your creative process? Scatterbrained. Mm. Different every time. Um, for this last album, and, we, and we're putting out a, a mini doc that kind of captured the process. But like, I wanted it to be, especially during COVID, I wanted it to be, I wanted to capture all the moments musically that usually I find myself at my best. But when you work on your own, you may not get to. You know what I'm saying? Like when you collaborate with people, there's a certain like type of energy that comes. And like when you work outside of your comfort zone, there's a certain type of energy that comes. So the process for this last joint was real deliberate in that I was like, what are all the things that get me out of my zone and put me in like a higher creative space? And I was like, traveling. All right, let me go somewhere. Collaborating. Let me go somewhere and bring people in the room. Um, let me put the, the dopest MCs across the space that I could get on a track. And now, right, knowing, you know what I mean, that the energy is that. Let me co-produce with people. Um, and, and people who I know are dope. And as soon as we leave the room with each other, from each other, we both go on and, like, make more shit. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get that, that, that nice competitive heat going. So that, w- that was the process for this last one was, like, how do I reverse engineer all of the type of moments that bring the best out of me and then create that scenario and then... I'm happy with the results from that. I'm happy with the results from that. But it's, it's different every time, you know? Yeah, I was reading you just dropped a project with a Camouflage Monk. Is that what you just Yeah, that came, that, that, that came out um, over the summer. And okay. that, that, was a, that, was a, that was part of what sparked the idea, though, because, like, the way that we ended up working together was just real, real good energy. Yeah, I mean, real back and forth, like, Yo, I got something hot. You got something hot. And so, you know, that's someone who I brought in when, when I went to do this next full-length album. And, and I brought in the homie CG, um, Genesis, Tony Boy helped with the engineering. Rome Streets is on it. Hus Kingpin, G- G4 Jag, Ty Ferris, who's a fucking monster. Um, Billy Esco, Jay Skies. You know what I mean? I love the genius. Just everyone who are SD Mac. Um, like just high level spitters, high level songwriters, high level producers. And it was like, yo, if I can create this pressure cooker, can I, can I get good product out? Can I get, you know, nice gem of a product out? And so that's, that's coming November 13th, Friday the 13th of November, we looking to drop it. And so, you know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm out on the, on the press front or whatever, on the road, you know, saying what's up. But uh, that's how we did that process. But I mean, I don't know, usually, Sometimes I'll just grab a guitar, start playing something, hit a rhythm, 
go to the MPC, throw some drums, grab a bass, make a bass line. You know what I mean? Try and add some keys, start writing to it. If I hear somebody else who might be dope on it, send it to them, see if they got something for it. Or like yesterday, like I'll even call in other producers. Like I play something on the guitar and I heard drums from a producer that I fuck with. And I was like, yo, why don't you send me some drums? And they sent me back 20 drums. Like, tw- you know what I mean? Like 20 different loops. And I was like, wow. Um, so really just like whatever, wherever the inspiration goes, wherever like the spark hits, sometimes, you know what I mean? I'm riding my bike, some bars come or a melody comes or like a flow comes and then like you go and you write around that or if i produce for someone else i usually say like they already got bars or like a song be like yo spit that or sing that and then you know i can hear like what the chord progression would be and play that and add the rhythm so it's all it's all it's all over the place man it's all over the place whatever whatever the situation calls for yeah and then you was talking about papa Wu earlier taking people in paradise papa Wu. So how was it working with um, him? You said he gave me your, you gave you, you said you got the keyboard from him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see if, okay. yeah, it's, it's up against the wall uh, right now. Yeah, I see. Hold yeah. on, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my, my camp. There we go, there we go. So we still here. Um, yo, I, I just, that was a blessing, bro. That was a supreme, supreme honor. Um, and I got to, I got to spend some time with his sons not too long ago, um, celebrating his book. Matter of fact, Hold on, long track. dot com. Malcolm Bray. So this is this is actually uh Papu's book. Mm. I know that's gonna be to the master soon, but I was gifted that from the seed. And um, man, it was just one of the, one of the one of the honors of like my life, career, whatever. I happened to be, I was in, I was already in the studio. I was, I was working like how I'm almost always working. Some of my homies was out partying and shit. And I, that Drake line always hit me like my friends out party and I want to make the music that they party to. So I'm out, I'm working. And then it hit me like, yo, we got Papa Wu with us and he wants to come to a studio. We working. And I'm like, studio's on, like come through. Like I, I'm already cooking something that sound like what Papa Wu would like. And they come through and like Pop and I just immediately like click. Yeah, you know I mean, we just like that. And I think probably almost every day after that for like a month or so, like we just locked in making music. You know what I mean? He had a vision that he wanted to get out. Um and so much game and wisdom that he was trying to impart it. I don't know if he knew, you know what the timeline for him was, but he was, he, he was moving at a pace that he knew he was trying to accomplish as much as he could accomplish in the window of time that he had. So just, just dropped a lot of gems, a lot of game. And as we, you know, bonded and he seen how serious I was about music. He was like, yo, I got something that like, I ain't never really been able to impart on nobody. And I think, you know, you will be worthy. And so he gifted me that keyboard and he told me like he had tried to give it to other people and they couldn't figure out how to like get like Rizzo had already put like sounds in there and like program, you know what I mean? Like his own sonic concoctions and keys and synths and shit. And so like, he was like, don't nobody know how to get to him. And I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Like you leave that with me, I'll figure it out. And I'll figure out how to fucking hook it up to the NPC and like get it twerking like nobody had before. And so that's, that's what happened. Like he brought it by and 
you know, I found those sounds. I found, and this, it was a quirk right? And like, this is the same joint that like the Neptunes was going off on when they was when they was first. You know what I mean? Getting it popping. Like the instrument itself was just like legendary in like the hip hop scope. And then you know, I've I've like scoured the internet before I had this. I'm about to get goosebumps. This happens every time. Uh, before I had this, I like looking for like RZA in the studio and like YouTube, and you know, just trying to find like the stars. And I've seen that in a video before so for that to like come into the space was like ah you know what i mean um and so there's a song on this album called Riz's keyboard uh that features papa Wu and features wrong streets and I, I speak on that story and i use the keyboard you know specifically like some sounds that i got off the keyboard um just to, you know to tell the story to honor that moment but yeah i i had, a, I had an amazing amazing time you know Rocking with Papa Wu, he opened a lot of doors for me. Taught, you know, taught a lot. Said the same wisdom that he was giving, you know, to the clan when they was young. Is the same type shit he wanted to pass on to us. Um, from things about work ethic to, you know, spiritual things like, yeah. yeah. Might get a little emotional. Pardon me. I'm gonna hit my weed real quick. One time for the God. And I want you to talk about your shoes. I see them in the back. Yeah, behind, yeah, behind me, I got the... Uh, it's your line, right? Movie. I heard you on your third release. Yeah, we're getting ready to drop the third. The third's going to come with the album. It's uh, a sneaker trilogy that I wanted to create. Those are the threes. I dropped them in reverse, though. So those are the threes. These are the twos with the gold bottom. Uh, Santa Claus suede. Red leather. Black suede, white suede with the white leather. Um, <clears throat> yo, I didn't know that I was like totally obsessed with shoes. And then the whole thing just kind of like fell into place. Like in the same week that like I, I sold my first big batch of shoes, a friend of mine gave me the book. He, he didn't know. He just gave me the book uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Phil Knight's the founder of Nike. That was his, his memoir, like his book that he wrote. And um, and then I seen like a thing that FIT had a, a sneaker program and they seen some of my designs and gave me a scholarship and was like, come do the program. And like those things all intertwined within like seven days. And I was like, oh, I think, I think this is like a thing. And I've really, you know what I mean? Like I dove in and took it seriously and have been. Um, and so, yeah, these are, these are just two examples of like a, a premium product shoe the three has a you know white crocodile skin with um, the red Santa Claus suede. There's like boost tight technology in the bottom, so it's super comfortable. It helps with your posture, and it just looks gorgeous. Um, and then you got the gold bottoms on the tools, all you know high premium material. And yeah, again, just want wanting more and more ways to hustle. Um, and it's just something that I love. Like I, this, this came out of love more so than anything. Like I was selling t-shirts cause you know, merch, merch house supplement sales or whatever. And then I got approached about designing the shoe and I was like, all right, cool. Um, and then like I said, things just fell into place, but I take it real seriously. Now I'm, I'm close to finishing the FIT course and you know, that's, that's another realm of access and opportunities and, you know, as as a straight black male in a shoe designing space, 
you know, I just I just want to open, you know, doors or whatever and then show what's possible. And and also just, you know, from from this artist thing, I sat down with Aloe Black once, took him out to lunch. And like if, if I always remember reading, like, if you want game, like take the richest person, you know, or like somebody that's successful in your craft, take them out to lunch. And so I had an opportunity to take Aloe Black out to lunch. And one of the things that he, we, we talked about that always illuminated the light in my mind was if you got a brain that could write raps and can make songs, that means your mind is capable of doing mad shit. You could write a book, you could create, you know what I mean? And yeah. so, yeah, that, that hit me and I was like, word, I shouldn't just limit myself, you know, to just, and it, you know, I was always, I want to be the dopest rapper ever. Like, I don't want to just do this for the money. Like, I want to do this and be like one of the illest and, you know, and and be pioneering spirit, entrepreneurial spirit. But this also just that that gym also just shed light on like, word, what else can I do? And so challenging myself to do something like write the graphic novel and then the character in the graphic novel wears the sneakers. And this is a way for me to like, you know, create a, a universe that people can kind of live in. And and I know, you know, you do this right, the type of doors that it continue to open and then showing, you know, a, you know, again, every time that somebody does something dope that I see, it's like, oh, shit, I never knew I could do something like that. What can I do now? So if I could continue to, and that line of sparking that, that light and, and giving people more ways to, like, make money, own shit, have different hustles, that's that's what we about over here, you know. Yeah. yeah and the shoes are available online. You can get them um, in your size. They come within like 14 days. Shipping is free. Um, if you don't like the size, if, if it's off or whatever, you can send them right back, send you another pair. But they all, like, they, there's a sizing chart and they, they always like fit perfect. Um, I've had so many people hit me about how comfortable they are, how much compliments they get when they wear them, all of that, so yeah. So what year did you get started with that, the shoes? Man, this has been like a year now. Like, like I said, this all just kind of freak accident happened, um, and and I, I'm just I'm serious about it now. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I just I just see, um, I see anytime I see a lane, and and I could pursue that lane, and it's something that I'm passionate about, anyways. Like, you know, I love this shit, and like I'm so excited to unveil like the last in the sneaker trilogy and, and, you know, the level of quality material that goes into that one and, and the silhouette, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to roll out for like the fall and into the winter. Um, and then I'll have completed kind of what I wanted to do with this vision. And I learned so much, you know, during the sneaker school program that like where I want to elevate things to next is going to be a real fun space. Um, and, and, you know, just for aspiring, you know, sneaker designers out there, I'll just say that there is a lot of opportunity in the athletic shoe space and then and in this athleisure kind of space. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of room for growth. And you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that like all of this talent, all of this hip hop culture, all this swagger that a lot of these kids have um, that are designers doesn't just get like pilfered off the internet when people see it. Um, but that they, they really get to cash in and that the doors are open for, um, 
you know, a poor folk to be able to get these opportunities. And this is this is our coach. Like we're the ones that made sneakers hot and made sneakers popular, made sneaker culture like a thing. So I, I really am, you know, of the belief that there should be a lot of opportunity, and it'll benefit everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, because if you got people making the flyest designs and that are on the post of the culture and I know the culture, that's that's only going to drive up your bottom line. So let's do things that make sense. Yeah, I actually had a uh, had a, another guy on the show. He's a rapper named Champagne Dwayne. He made uh, Dwayne Wade's his Converse sneakers back in the day. Wow. So he was telling me about that. He was telling me about that. I mean, yeah, more more black people need to get into their field, like you said. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's routes for education. So I'm gonna always shine light on, on routes for education. Shout out to FIT. Uh, through Complex that they have like, you know, a program for sneakers. And I know they have one for streetwear design as well. And so, you know, it's just the way, especially like if it, you're creative and you're not as inclined to like, you know, a, a standard education route, this is a way for you to get some certification, some access, some doors open, you know what I mean? Some hands to shake. And that is half the game is always who you know and who you have access to that you can present your ideas and show that you're talented. and then. You know, from there, as long as you don't drop the ball and you dunk it every time, like you just you, you stay focused on moving up. Then what's the website for your shoes? Um, you can find everything at cultclassics88.com or deuceellis.com. Um, both places, both sites will take you to the same place. Um, and and if you just follow me on Instagram at deuceellis, it's the link in bio. That's one of the things that I'm, I'm trying to push to all creators out there uh, is that your link in bio, especially if you're, you know, generating likes, generating people staying on a platform, generating people spending time on someone else's platform, your link and your bio should be worth as much money as you can make it worth. You know what I mean? Because that's your opportunity to convert all of that engagement into something that you can monetize and a way that you can, you know what I mean? Take that energy and that attention. And, and turn it into more cash. So I'm always promoting that. Your link in bio, just start thinking like that. If, if you're creative and you come across this, start thinking like, how do I make my link in bio worth money? How do I monetize that? And then go from there. And then, you know, like it's like marketing. It's like any other one, once, and, and I'll shout out Carl Hitchborn, because uh, he'll appreciate the shout out. Um, he's someone who came into the music business as a businessman outside of like the traditional way of thinking about music. And he saw music and he helped me th understand thinking like this and it changed how I do my business. I make a product at the end of the day and it's my job to make a great product and then sell that product. And when, when we understood it like that, I didn't necessarily need the gatekeepers in the same ways. You know what I mean? I just needed to understand how do I get my product, yeah. make the hottest product and then connect it to the people that want to buy it. And if I if I could do that consistently, then you know I could earn a living off of off of these creative endeavors. And then again, you could create whatever you know what I'm saying. In the self, you can make a, a ebook right now, sell it for a dollar. Thousand people buy it. That's a thousand dollars, or however much you want to sell it for, based on what you know your numbers are. You know what I'm saying? Like you can turn that link into whatever in this era that we live in, which is amazing. Like, you know, a couple of blue letters, you click it, and that could be a book, 
a video experience, the album, a t-shirt, you know what I mean? Like a sneaker, whatever. And now people can buy that and that's money in your account. So yeah, just really passing that, that train of thinking along to anyone who's in this creative space. Um, create the best shit that you can create and then make sure that there's a line that leads people to something that can they can buy, hold on to, participate in. And 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 keep keep reinventing that shit and like you're good to go for as long as long as this shit hold up. And then if you got that mentality, whatever happened next, we'll just take it to whatever, you know what I mean, the new platform is, whatever, you know what I mean? It's still make great product, find how to get it to the people and and roll it out beautifully and then make them happy and rinse and repeat and scale up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I appreciate this, man. Yeah, no doubt. What else? Uh, I'll say, uh, oh, now I had some for you. Uh, you ready? Uh huh. So if you, don't, if you don't eat meat, what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, today, yo, I, I just signed up for this uh, meal service, and they better cut me a check soon called Huel, because uh, I wanted to try it, and they got like complete, um, complete full like vegan meals, like this is. Like a shake you drink, and then they got some hot and savory meals, and that's just been pretty fire. I just got that in the mail like in the last week or so. But before that, just whatever, whatever is fire that ain't meat, um, or like I know every dope vegetarian slash vegan restaurant in New York City now, and that's that's kind of where I'm leading to, because not just for me, but for anyone who wants to like you know just change their diet. Um, I just show how how I do it and how I still eat like real, real, real good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, still eat real good, but healthy and trying, you know, take care of our bodies or whatever. And and it started for me, honestly, I did a cleanse like maybe 10 years ago, seven years ago. And, And the cleanse just didn't involve eating no meat. And I remember like at the end of it, like maybe three, four days later, I ate a burger. And I felt the whole burger. Like I had cleansed and was so like, like I was feeling so good. And I felt that whole fucking burger. And I was like, nah, never again. And that was it. Like it was nothing even that serious other than- Well, where did you get the burger so from though? Um, I don't know, one of my favorite burger spots. Oh, so it was, it was, it was like, good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good ass burger. But I'm just saying like, like I just felt, I felt the difference. That's all, you know what I mean? Like after having not for like, I think the, the cleanse was like 10 days and then I still didn't eat meat for another two days. And then I went and had me like a bomb ass burger. And like, I was like, oh, ugh. and so I just <laughs> never, I just never, like I stopped, I stopped that day and I just never ate meat again. Like just cold turkey. I quit smoking cigarettes like that though. I was like, how long ago was cigarettes that? No more. Cigarettes was definitely like 12 years ago now. I'll smoke cigarettes, 32. I'll smoke cigarettes when I was like 20, 21. And you know what I mean? I stopped that shit just one day. So I went, I was, I remember I was smoking outside in the fucking cold in Buffalo in a freezing cold, like fingertips shaking. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> and then came inside and had the ill head rush. Like, this don't feel, why did I do that? Like, why did I do that? What the fuck did this accomplish at all? Like, this did nothing for my life other than like probably fuck me up. And I was like, I'm done. 
I'm done. And I replaced it. I was like, really, I'm smoking because one, the jobs let you go take cigarette That's breaks. That's why I was smoking. I started smoking when I was in Marine Corps because of that. Because, like, you take, man, you could take, like, five or six breaks when you were to smoke. So I was like, fuck that, I'm going to go smoke this. <laughs> you can't even piss that often. I know. You piss that often, they think you're up to something. Right. You, smoke cigarette. you can smoke as many fucking cigarettes. Matter of fact, if you took five, you could go to whoever and be like, look, man, I need one more. And most people would be like, all right, cool, go smoke another. Like, no one's ever stopping you from smoking a cigarette. No one questions you if you say that. If you say you need a cigarette, no one doubts you about it at all. If you say you need to pee, people be like, really? Again? Right? So, um. But it tastes nasty. I just started. Like, for real, cigarettes, like, they taste nasty. I just smoked them like I had to be really already drunk, really. Then somebody just smoking, and I just want to smoke some. Give me one, but not on no regular. Really, and so, it's you know, yeah, I'm still I'm human. Sometimes that'll happen, right? But for for at the job, because I realized like it was just like I'm bored. This is a reason to stop working, and they let me do it. So I brought a jump rope with me to work, and I'd be like, instead of smoking a cigarette, I'm a jump rope for 15 minutes, and I did that for like. Two months, and then I didn't want. I never smoked, and every time I jump rope, I felt great. And it was like, why would I want to? And smoking made me feel like shit. So it was like, why would I want to? You know what I mean? Like trade those back in. And so that that's just how I did it. And you know, what about said, I just, the vegan? How long huh? are you vegan? I'm I'm not. I wouldn't say 100% vegan. I'm plant based. I still like cheese. I'm from New York, man. Pizza is amazing out here. Uh, so. From time to time, I still have cheese, and you know, um, but it's it's probably been like six, seven years of like not eating meat, two years of not eating fish. Yeah, I had did uh, I did pescatarian for a year just to see can I do it, and then the first thing I ate was damn um, wing stop, and that shit was nasty. <laughs> but I think I can do like I can do the fish. Like if you just if you want me just do pescatarian, I can do that. But I don't think I can just go with no meat. I need some meat. Um, and, and like I said, you know, like the game has changed now because they got like the Beyond Meat and the Impossible Burgers and, and shit like that. So like, I love that shit. Oh, my boy begin to eat though, cause my boy, uh, he vegan. So he's like, well, you can't really eat too much of that either cause you got soy in it. Or oh, you can't really eat the processed stuff. I'm like, man, it's, it's all that. Fuck it. I just, whatever. <laughs> cause I'm like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it get too technical now, man. I'm like, shit. Yeah, but see, that's also why I was like, yo, I found this service online. they like, yo, we make complete food. It comes to your, your door. And I was like, I need that because I'm getting busy, man. I don't got time always to like, there's a couple of restaurants though in my area. Like there's this one spot, the Chinese spot, and they make all vegetarian food and everything that they make is fire and they deliver. You know what I mean? Um, and then all... All my West Indian spots, like there's one called Natural Blend Hair that is a strictly vegan West Indian food. And you could get your jerk chicken, uh, your curry chicken. They got they got mac and cheese that's vegan. Their mac and cheese is fire. Uh, I got to shout them out too. Shout out Natural Blend because they treat me good every time that I go there and I eat there quite often. Um, yeah, I got to hit up my DJ right quick, um, see what part of Brooklyn he's from. I forgot he lived out there too. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, we might have to bring you back on the hook. I got another show with him on it, so I might have to bring you back on that show, too. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. It's good advice, man. I like talking with you, bro. Yeah, then what else are some of your other interests outside of music? 
Um, shit, more music. Nah, I did the graphic novel. Um, that was cool. Shout out Kevin Delgado. He illustrated that and and did an amazing job. And that'll come with the music. Um, what else, what else, what else am I into, man? I, I've been really deep in this in this process these days. Like I've been really, really living living this life between like, you know, adding more instruments and then still writing and rapping and shit. Um, I don't know, women. I love women. That's that's what I do with my spare time. Just hang with with lovely young ladies and I don't know. Okay, so what you go, think about uh, go go out to eat? Yeah, I would say what's your opinion on uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know, like nowadays, like it's been, a, I ain't gonna name no rappers' names, but it's been a lot of rappers, like they end up getting, vi- their conversations getting videotaped and they're playing it on social media and shit. What do you think about yeah. it? Yeah. Man, that's, you know, here's the thing though, a lot, some of them, and, and again, because we're not naming names or talking about nobody in particular, but I can tell some people, um, they, they probably didn't get a certain type of attention before they were famous and so they're not really able to handle you know what i mean that sort of attention and they, and they also attract people who, who who are aware of that you know what i mean like there are people who are aware of like oh you're not used to like getting close you're not used to having women all over you which means you're easily distracted which means that like you know you're more open and so yeah like i could line you i could get compromising photos of you like and then we live in i mean there's that so because you know like that social dilemma thing came out and i was like yeah i'm missing the point people have always been people the technology is just another platform for us to be who the fuck we always were so like they was doing this back in the day like when you could take a polaroid picture of somebody and you're like ah, i got you on polaroid <laughs> you. you know what i'm saying and it was the same it was the same type dudes who was like yeah yeah, that's what I said. Like, there's always somebody who's gonna try and profit off of, you know, catching you off guard. But if you always prepare, you don't never gotta get ready. Um, so, you know, that's that's just listen. We were, life is war, bro. Every aspect of, of this life shit is war, and in the most glorious and beautiful way. And like, mm-hmm. the more you realize that, the less you upset when you know people come at you or you know what I mean life seems unfair or you know things don't go your whatever those things are like you you understand that like everything about this life is just and then and then if you pursue you know if if you want more and more you want things that bring more attention to you or bring more people out after what you may have you just got to be prepared for that um, what advice so, would you give to a new artist focus um take the perspective of of this is this is a business more so than wanting to be in the industry you know what i mean because um if you make an amazing product and you build a culture around your product and you connect with with buyers and you make them return customers that'll kind of handle the rest you know what i mean um and then own your shit or if, if you and then take the perspective of strategic partnerships because now that you now that you own something that you have the data for you know what I mean you have the following behind you have a great product now if if you choose to do business with any of these companies or corporations 
you already know the link and you understand that they're coming like, like again life is war so you understand that they're coming from the perspective of how much can they take from you for how little can they get like let's just keep it 100 that's business right <laughs> but then if you approach them with the energy of i know what i'm worth and i don't necessarily need you but i'd like to do business with you and you don't want me doing business with your competition because that hurts you how do we work together um if we can work together then that that, that just changes how the deals are structured and and that you know you we could, you don't have to rush necessarily especially if you own it and you can you can monetize it and you make that link in your bio you, you know worth whatever and this this go for whoever like if you've got a only fans or a mixtape or a barbershop or a bakery you know what i'm saying it's all the same thing of like make incredible product market it well and connect it with people and love what the fuck you do because people are going to tell whether or not you're doing it just for the money they're going to tell whether or not like you're passionate about it and whether you know you, you put that blood sweat and tears into it that's you know you can't fake that funk um so for any artist like yo just come up with the mentality of building something that you're going to own like you build any other business um you know, try and get great people around you. Always try and work with the highest level of talent you can put yourself around. Put in, put in the time in the gym for your craft and then put in more time in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kobe always said, like, the reason that he got better than anybody else is because he looked and he said, the kids in the summer camp who busted his ass the first year, he realized they only practiced two days a week. So he decided to practice seven days a week twice a day you know what i'm saying and within two years he was the best player in his state and in the next year he was the youngest player in the nba oh. so again it's, it's it's all about how you choose to approach it so i, I say especially because it's getting more and more competitive but it, there's also more and more space for creators because it's, it's more fragmented is put in the work um put in the work on making a product putting the work on presenting your product Putting the work on on getting yourself tight, you know what I mean, and and be a leader in the space. Seek to elevate everyone around you. Make your team strong. Make your team make the world strong. And 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 the fruits will come. You know what I'm saying? If you put in the work and and you elevating yourself and and you staying consistent, the fruits will come. So that's that's really that's really what I leave on. Right on time. Yeah. I say, what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Endless gratitude. Um, for those who've been on the journey real, real long, and, and for those who are just joining on, um, thank you in, in every way possible. Um, the best is yet to come. Yes. And and let, let, let's continue this journey to like a new, new stratosphere. Like it's really, really about to get fun. And in these tough times, no, love, love all. Hey, where you? Uh-huh. What part of Brooklyn you from? Um, um period. You say you live in East Flatbush. Flatbush was good. Shout out my Flatbush folk. I'm in Best Side. Yeah, it's a homie. We gotta have him on the show. His name Deuce Elliott. I was just asking what part of Brooklyn you from. Ellis. Yeah, yeah, I'll hop on a Revel Go and just ride right to you. And then y'all, y'all are always welcome to the to the compound too. Like, whatever, man. It's it's. Meet you back up. 
Oh yeah, it was better. All right. Yeah, I was just trying to see where you're from. Yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna have to um we're gonna do another show. How you have him Flatbush in the building, represent, represent. Brooklyn represent, man. Yeah. That's My bad. Saying. I ain't meant to cut you off on that part. You um you was you was no, no, no. I was finishing. Like I said, that was perfect timing. Like I said my point and then the phone rang. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. All right, man. I wanna say appreciate politicking with you, bro. Right back at you, champion. Right back at you. It's, it's been fun. It's been a vibe. You want to hit him with your social media again? Um, at Deuce Ellis, D-E-U-C-E-E-L-L-I-S. Um, yeah, just just follow follow that everywhere one more time, Deuce Ellis, and that'll get you to the, the links to the website. Follow me on the, on the socials, Let's Connect. I'm on there giving, giving you know, motivation. You, you don't eat meat, what do you eat? Showing, like, the dopest vegan foods and, and ways to eat. And, and, you know, whatever else is cool that's going on. So follow the journey. Tap in. The new music is on the way. And, uh, yo, Poe Politicking, man, it's, it's been real. Appreciate it. The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash PO audio and get an audio book of your choice free with a 30 day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month. Good for an audio book on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P.O. Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.